Welcome to Amplifying Leadership, a podcast for new or even seasoned leaders where we share guest stories, wins, tips, and challenges. My name is Tara Lehman, and I am a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is a division. For our leadership clients, we aim to support each other's podcasts, tools, coaching, and more as part of our leadership services. To learn more about our Amplifying Leadership division or community, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca. Today, I am welcoming Shauna Harris, COO of a full-service national boutique marketing communication group and thought leader. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I love to start our episodes with learning who you are and your leadership journey. So why don't you share a little today? Sure. So I started, I've been at the same agency for 26 years, which is almost unheard of today. (laughs) I started out when we were just three people and now we are more than 35 people. So it's been an exciting ride. Um, Mm -hmm. Started out, you know, in a junior role, wearing many hats and then continued to work. And I had the Tremendous opportunity to work closely with our CEO, David Warshawski, who is a mentor and a friend, um, and really a great opportunity where I was hands-on involved in almost every aspect of the agency, which led me to where I am as the COO today. That's amazing. And you're so right. So many people do not stay in companies very long anymore. They like to put their feelers out there. And and I, like you, was, was in the corporate world, my corporate company, for over 23 years. So, you know, it's the younger generation likes to spread their wings a little bit more. So why don't we talk about, you know, when you were growing um, into your leadership role, into your COO role, what were some of the biggest obstacles that you came across in developing to that? Sure. Well, you know, some of them were as you're growing, um, sometimes I was younger than some of the people um, that I was overseeing and sometimes also because we were small and there's many benefits that come with that. You become friends and we want that type of atmosphere. But then how do you balance as you grow or you're becoming more of a leader and you have to balance that friendship out and not being one of the crew, so to speak? Yeah. And yourself more senior as more as a leader where sometimes you have to have difficult conversations and these are the same folks that you're hanging out with, sometimes even outside of the office, because that's the culture that we have here. We're one big family and we do encourage more personal relationships where people feel excited and comfortable to want to spend time together in and out of the office. So finding that right balance and understanding that how to, you know, kind of rise up a bit and have that leadership role, but still be able to, um, have those more close and personal relationships, how those two can go hand in hand together if they're done correctly. And you're right, it's such a challenge, especially when people grow from maybe they're part of the team to suddenly being the manager. You know, it, it is really about understanding the differences and being able to create the boundaries. So did you have to create boundaries around that when you became, you know, the higher level or even now the C, C-suite, did you have to create boundaries around friends versus work? How did you manage that? A little bit boundaries, but I like to think of it more about, you know, finding the right moments and opportunities to say, hey, you know what, that want to chat with you about something that didn't sit well or, you know, I was a bit disappointed in how you handled X or love to 
see you continue to grow. And here are some things I'd love for you to work on. I'm here for you and care about you and obviously want you to grow. And whether it's just talking about the opportunities or if there is a situation to address, to be very straightforward with it and say, listen, I know that, you know, this may be a difficult conversation, but I want to share, you know, what just happened and, you know, how you can work to improve that. And I'm with you and here for you. So it's really balancing in that way and making sure you're always coming from that caring position. And I think that helps a lot. Yeah, I would agree. It, it can be tough in some situations. So it's nice that you have a process that you're following that's working for you. Oh, I'll just add on. Part of that is also not letting things slide. Like if you're not yes. and saying, oh, I don't want to have that difficult conversation because, you know, they're, they're also kind of a friend. You don't help matters either because then that behavior will just continue to happen. And people see that it's okay when it's right. really not. Yeah, yeah. I want to just switch to a topic that you mentioned that you wanted to talk to about today, which is self-imposed barriers that can affect leaders. Talk to us a bit more about, about that topic. Sure. There's many times I talk to people on my team and we talk about setting goals and talk about how they want to grow and be more of a leader. And they'll share those with me and I'll say, well, why don't you just ask or why don't you just talk to so-and-so about, you know, the role you want to play on that account or how you want to, you know, start to lead more or take on, you know, whatever that, that, that position is or that project is. And they're like, oh, really? I can ask. And I'm like, yes, we're very, and especially knowing our culture here, we're very open. We're very straightforward. We don't even want to talk or reference people's titles because at the end of the day, that's not what's important. The focus is on supporting one another, doing great work and if a great idea comes from a junior person, it doesn't matter. Um, we encourage everyone to work together. And so that idea that people have set in their mind, I can't do X because either they don't feel comfortable asking, they don't feel comfortable, you know, even just saying, oh, I love a chance to draft, you know, the first round of that proposal. Yeah. So a lot of times people have um, goals or have thoughts on how they want to grow and move forward. And even if I tell them, feel free, jump in, ask. They still don't always feel comfortable. So it's kind of a self-imposed barrier in their mind. They put themselves in a box. And I don't know if that's because of, you know, a previous role they've had, or if even after me sharing with them, want to hear from you, no question is a bad or wrong question, um, that for whatever reason, they still put these self-imposing barriers in themselves. And you touch on a really good point. It could be something from their past. It could even be cultural that they shouldn't be, you know, asking for more. I was talking with someone just this morning about how we can grow our leaders by getting them to having them give us the information that we need in order to help grow them. So have you had any conversations around that or maybe thoughts yourself on those types of challenges where, you know, somebody would be great, but they're too afraid to come talk to you and how perhaps you get them out of that shell? Yeah, definitely, you know, I've had that before. And I think it's also important and good training ground for them as they learn to deal with clients and, you know, CEO level folks, because you're going to have to feel comfortable asking some of those questions. So, you know, first we try and I encourage them to share them within internally within the team, you know, ask questions, step up. We have agency-wide uh, Zoom calls once a week where everyone gives an update on what's happening. And that's always a great 
um, place where people can speak up or say, hey, I'd love to share a thought or ask a question or share a project or, or in some way, you know, have a voice. Mm-hmm. So that's a good first step. And then, you know, in a brainstorm or other scenario, and then on a client call, and then eventually they have more opportunity to um, become more independent, more comfortable. But again, they have to, I could only, you know, leave the horse to water, so to speak. They have to, you know, take that opportunity. And I can't tell you how many times I've met with people about them wanting to grow them wanting to be more of a leader. And it is a big challenge for them. I'm always like, come on, come on, or even talk to them before one of the meetings and say, remember, you wanted to step up. Why don't you talk about X? And then, you know, sometimes people do, but other times it's just something that people really um, are uncomfortable with. It's almost that idea of feel the fear, you know, like people have the fears and anxieties about taking risk. And in some cases, I guess this could be risk, especially talking with clients. Have you had any good wins around this with any of your, you know, your past employees or even yourself, like wins with overcoming these barriers that are just amazing? Yes, definitely. I mean, I've had some, you know, again, I've been here 26 years, so I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of team members and see them grow, Um, even starting with some interns that then become full-time team members and, you know, how they, I give them opportunities to want to draft the initial note and I edit it and they send it. And then they start to eventually, you know, on their own calls or Zoom meetings with me and then eventually give them a portion of it. So it has been exciting to see some some team member that just met with one. She's been here for a year and a half and just to see how far she's come. Now she's leading a couple of accounts on her own. And, you know, we're still there for her and help her. And sometimes she'll ask me to participate in some of the more strategic calls. But for the most part, she is running the day to day. So you know, it takes two to tango. And I think that's a big mm-hmm. part of it, finding the right folks who are hungry to learn, to grow. And I don't really see it as taking a risk because we're not going to put someone in a risky situation, yeah. but that they have that, you know, the excitement and desire to be like, okay, I got this. Um, yeah. And, you know, give them different portions of it. And also I've worked with folks on presentation training. So have them present to me as if I'm the client give them feedback. So there's a lot of different ways to mentor and coach team members so that they can feel more comfortable and then begin to get into a leadership position. But I think it's also important. Sometimes some younger people think it should happen overnight. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) To give yourself time. And some people, they are quick learners or it's something that comes easy to them. And others, it does take a bit more practice. But I think that's the most important thing is they need to be willing to put the time in, just like anything else. How many celebrities, sports athletes do we know that, you know, never played basketball for the first few years that are stars now that, you know, did not make their shots and all these different things. So it definitely is not something that you should give up on if it doesn't come easy, but stay at it and keep trying. And that's, that's how you're going to improve. I love that you bring up the idea of leaders and being very supportive mentors, which is a good word as well, because that's what we should be as leaders. We want to grow the people under us and providing them with those support systems. I love that you do the practicing of presentations, for example, you know, you know, practice on me and then you can be different people. You could be that devil's advocate who's for that 
that mean customer or whatever that, you know, help right. them overcome those challenges. And I love that you do that. Um, so are there other examples of the support that you can provide or even just in general for our leaders who are listening and helping people sort of, sort of come out of those shells or out of those self-imposed barriers? Yeah, sometimes I believe I'm a therapist on many days. <laughs> yeah. And I see what we do here also as training for life. You know, there's there's many people, part of it is me also recognizing when someone is a little bit off, coming again from a more caring position, everything okay. And sometimes people show personal things, someone is ill in their family, if they're going through a divorce or something, you know, tough times and try to teach them about, you know what, when you're here, there's nothing you can do about the things going around you. You can focus on what you can control. So we're here for you and, you know, focus on doing a great job while you're here. And then, but if you're just worrying all day, it's not going to help you either. So obviously there's always that balance and there's ups and downs in life, but similar, you know, to here. So trying to give people some support and advice on outlook and mindset, Mm -hmm. you know, certain things you can't change. They're going to happen around you no matter how much you try. Life is not perfect. So what can you do? So focus on the things that you can control in your life and that's continue to learn and grow and doing a great job. And, you know, doesn't mean you have to be happy and bubbly every day. There's going to be some days you're not, but still, you know, you're in a safe environment where people care about you and are supportive. So I think that's number one. And then the other way, you know, of being supportive is people have to also be honest with themselves. I think sometimes people... Mm -hmm. They say they want something, but they really are not ready for that yet. And then they create this, you know, um, I would say conflict within themselves. So for example, there could be a single mother who's balancing, taking care of her kids and work and all that. And she's saying, but yeah, I'm going to grow at this fast pace. And then we're giving them opportunity. And that may not be the right time, the right challenge mm-hmm. that they want at that point. And there's nothing wrong or bad with acknowledging, you know what, I love what I do and I want to grow, but maybe this time in my life is not the time to be trying to take on so yeah. much. So it, it's really a lot of times of helping people understand and see the bigger picture and focusing on what are the short-term and long-term goals and opportunities. Yes, that is very, very true. And I have to say, I'm, I'm happy you brought up, it's about doing things that are within our control because you're right, life happens things in the business happen, and they may not be within our control. And in order to help our employees thrive is to help them understand that we can't change everything. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I love that you brought that up. I just I want to reiterate that to our listeners today. It's about what they can control versus what they can't control when it comes to the supports, right? So I love that. That's awesome. And then it's also how you approach that, like wasting energy and talking about, oh, that client is so awful and this and that it's like, okay, let's figure out how we as a team want to handle this difficult client. Do we want to just wow them and go above and beyond and wrap up as nicely as we can. So they end up saying that was the most amazing experience, even though we did not think they were (laughs) wonderful. (laughs) Um, Or do we want to fire them? You know, what's the risk reward there? So again, focusing on here's the situation what are the things that we can do that we can control and what is the outcome that we want? And once we all agree on that, that gets rid of a lot of the, oh, she's doing this and I don't want to do that. And 
we as a group and as a team decide together how we're going to approach things. And I want to add something else is when you know when the company or the firm or how or yourself, if you work for, you need to determine early on what your brand is. What is the emotional experience that you want to create at every touch point? And that means that when you're, you know, whether in the good times and bad times, you always want people to have a, you know, the experience that you've already identified is the emotional experience you want people to have. So that helps you to then determine how you handle certain situations. If you always want people to remember their interactions with you by X way, then that determines how we're going to handle the situation. Um, so I think that's really an important part of it. You're just not like on a whim deciding how you want to handle things. It's very strategic. It's very you know specific and brand centric in how you want to be perceived and how you want to interact with people. Yes, and as leaders, brand isn't just about the business. It's about your personal brand too, right? For everybody, really. But leaders, it does stand out a little bit more. So knowing your personal brand and exactly what you said, knowing how you want people to feel um, is really important. I want to touch on communication because you did mention brainstorming, which I think is an amazing way for businesses to grow into either new markets or problem solving and things like that, rather than it just be the leader going, we're doing this. So when, when I, when I like, what I like about brainstorming is you get, get various different people there. You can get different departments, just various different ideas. I always do it where I would tell people there's no budget. Let's just write everything down. Um, So what is it about brainstorming um, as a way of communication for you that you find very powerful? I think brainstorming is an opportunity for, you know, people to express themselves, to show, you know, is someone, for example, as I mentioned, there may be a junior person that has a great idea. Let's see how, you know, giving them an opportunity in a safe place again, where they could speak up, they could put something out there. Who are the people that are more quiet? You know, do they just, Mm -hmm. you know, maintain that or do they come out a bit more? Who has done their homework and research? So I think it's a great way to for people to, you know, showcase some of those because depending on the environment of the company, the culture, if it's a really large company, you may not always have those opportunities. And it also allows you as a manager to see who is a natural leader and who mm-hmm. also steps up. You may not have had the chance to interact with them in that way. So you'd be like, what? he or she really stepped up and yeah. had an idea or they weren't shy and they were super creative. So I would challenge you though, that not always is it, do I like the approach? No budget. Everything's a great idea because there's not always, then you just kind of get things all over that sometimes could be harder to rein in. So it's not always a right or wrong, but sometimes a brainstorm is more successful when there are clear guidelines in place. This is the audience. This is the budget. This is the timeline. So that way you're, you're creating ideas that you can then more easily fit into the parameters that you're presented with. Yeah, I agree. It really depends upon what the what the problem is or what you're right. brainstorming for, for sure. Yeah. Um, we've done, I've done both where you also have the budget and, you know, and sometimes you don't have it. So just tell me everything and maybe we can piece things together to find the perfect solution. So you are absolutely right. There is a, a purpose and a time for both types of brainstorming, but it is a great way, as you said, to get some of those introverts 
out with their ideas because some of them might be feeling we'll go back to the word fear that fear of just even if I say this are they going to laugh at me where this allows it to be a safe place as you mentioned so I love that what would you say if we had to put everything together today that we've talked about would be a, a good key takeaway for our leaders listening today I think it's important to approach your leadership style you know, more so that you are on the same team with your team. Yes. Um, I mean, certainly you are ultimately responsible for many different parts of your company and for your team, but for people to see you as a peer, not as, oh, she's my manager and I have to make sure blah, 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 because you don't, you use the F word. You don't want to create fear. You want to have more of an open, um, you know, inviting culture where people feel comfortable sharing things with you, but then you're also creating a balance where you're not just one of the gang, but you can hang out with them, but they also recognize you as being a leader and a mentor in a positive way, not in this, I would say it's an old school, you know, mm-hmm. type of hierarchy. They're the top, top, and we're in the middle or at the bottom. We find it's much more opening open and more successful when people feel like they're all part of a team and there are different people that you know play more active roles in different ways but everyone has an equal opportunity to rise up and to grow and that's why I've been here 26 years there's no ceiling you know I interview people and they don't hate where they are there there's just not an opportunity for them to grow and in my mind I'm always like wow like your leadership is missing a great opportunity here because the biggest challenge, I would say, and for most people in business, if you have clients, capital, and all those assumed things, yeah. is finding great people. So if you have someone great, why lose them or risk that? You know, create ways for them to continue to grow and continue. We invest in them, they invest in us. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. So um, I would really encourage that more of having that camaraderie type of feel, but not to be afraid to call people on things when need be. And that often is not seen as a slap of the hand. You like you messed up or you're no good. More so is I'm going to help you grow. And sometimes, you know, working on things, you know, is a way to grow. Yeah. I, I love how you stated all of that because it is about, you know, you do need that open environment to get that good feedback or ideas or whatever, but boundaries are needed as well when, you know, for example, discipline is needed, discipline is needed, maybe it's a gentle conversation, whatever that is, but having those boundaries along with the open, it makes for a great successful company. At the end of the day, sometimes challenges are that they're not a fit. So you have yes. a certain in a certain way. And if you keep butting heads on something, it's like, I'm not going to ask, I don't want to talk to you about being late. If, if this doesn't work for you, and that's not important for you, then maybe you need to find and be honest with yourself. Maybe you need to work remote, you know, or whatever it might be. Maybe mm-hmm. you need a job that's, you know, 12 to eight, you know, maybe yeah. this isn't the right, the right fit, but I'm not going to, we're, we're not, we're adults. And sometimes people, um, you miss missing deadlines, for example, like is something I'm going to have one or two conversations, but that's it. At, at some point, you know, yeah. even at the very junior level, people go to school, right? They have deadlines for mm-hmm. assignments. Uh, so I think sometimes, you know, and I've had this, you asked before about wins. Sometimes mm-hmm. for me, a win is when someone realizes, you know what, I thought I wanted a fast paced agency environment, but I actually realized this isn't for me. 
And it's not a negative experience. It's actually a positive. They've tried it. We've worked with them. I, it wasn't, you know, you're, you're wrong. You're bad. It's more, how can we help you? We've noticed X and had a few conversations and then come to realize that this is not the right fit. And the right and not being the right fit is great wording. It's not about that they were wrong or you were wrong or anything was not right. It just wasn't a fit in most cases. Right. So and that that's key. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for an amazing conversation today. I'm wondering if anybody is resonating with you or wants to learn more about you or what you do. Is there a way they can find you online? Yes, I am on LinkedIn, Sheena Harris. I'm also on my email. Um, if you go to our website, you can email me, but it's S-H-A-N-A dot Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S at Warshawski.com. I know that one's a little tricky. Um, <laughs> W-A-R-S-C-H-A-W-S-K-I.com. Awesome. Thanks again for a great conversation. Thank you. Bye-bye. And thank you to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you are in leadership or hope to be a leader who knows that support and development skills are the ways moving forward on your journey, or you wish to join a leadership community, please visit us at amplifyingleadership.ca, a twin life coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be.